Hey, 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 my name is RJ, and welcome to the newest episode of Realms and Nerds. Just a few quick things before we get going, some uh, exciting things, actually. First of all, don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast. Uh, you can find us in the usual places like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. But now you can also find us on more podcasting services, including Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn, and... Uh, this last one is going to be a manual process and doesn't have all the episodes yet, but on Twitch. If you enjoy our show, don't forget to share it with a friend or loved one or somebody you think you would enjoy the podcast. Uh, it's proven to be one of the best ways to grow our listener audience. And of course, who doesn't like talking about the things they love with the people they love? You can also find us on social media. We're in all the usual suspects, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Don't forget... Facebook and Twitter are where you can find most of our information. We also have a Facebook fan group for you to talk and interact with other fans, talk about the show or whatever you want, pretty much. Uh, and you can find a link to that through our Facebook page. Uh, Instagram is obviously where you can find a bunch of pictures that we post, and then Tumblr will have our character sheets and maps and illustrations and other things that uh, we put up on there. You can also, though, now find us on Pinterest, although... Honestly, I have no idea what we're going to do on uh, Pinterest. I'm still learning how to use it. Uh, and you can also find us on Snapchat, which I also have no idea how we're going to utilize. But we're on there. And for all of our social media, you can find us as Realms Nerds, all one word, Realms Nerds, no underscore or anything like that in there. If you make a post about our show on social media, don't forget to include the hashtag Realms Nerds. Also, just one word, Realms Nerds, all together. The next episode that we'll be putting up is not going to be episode number 15, but instead another kind of spin-off uh, special episode. We're going to be recording that uh, in a few days at the time of this recording, and we will have that up. The plan is to have it up by the 21st. What makes this one-off different than the others is it actually is going to have all of our regular guys. Uh, we're just going to be shifting around a little bit. Ray is actually going to be helming as the DM for the first time in our show. And Harrison is actually going to be a player character for the first time on the show. So we're all really excited about that. We're excited to share that with you uh, this holiday season. So hope you look forward to that. We sure are. Like I said, we have yet to record it, so I have no idea how it's actually going to turn out, but I'm pretty excited for it. Thank you to our dear friend Kyle for composing the main introductory theme for the show. We super appreciate you, Kyle. Also, thanks to you, our listener. We super thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We really, really appreciate you. Now, I've talked well long enough. Now it's about time that we get back into the realm of the return of Ornon. Previously, on Realms and Nerds, The Return of Ornon. Wash's family came across a band of skeletons. They brutally murdered his parents. They sliced open a gash across his right eye and in doing so, knocked him off a cliff when he was found by a human named Og. For a few extra coins, I could maybe give you a map to the old Verulian Mound if you're a, uh, a thrill seeker. There is a tall figure with red skin and jet black hair. He has a large, intricately carved silver necklace. Joan steadies his revolver and this orb comes flying out and impacts directly 
into the chest of Laz, and he staggers back and then falls over and is dead. So you each get 580 XP. Where where are we going here? Um, you literally just killed this guy. I'd like to do an arcana check on his spear. Okay. That's uh, 22. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's nothing particularly special in that sort of a sense. I mean, it's a cool-looking spear. I'll take, I... I'll take the spear. <laughs> an arcana check on his... Uh, he said he was wearing some kind of a necklace on a chain, right? Yeah. Alright. That's one. Yes, that necklace is very, very, very magical. And that Sibo's. Or at least he's gonna hang on to it. Okay. Um, is that uh, big old black treasure chest thing still in the room that was there from before? From when we were there the first time and I picked, and uh, a certain level somebody picked up a little knife from it. And off You're talking about like the, the hollowed out part underneath the slab? Yeah. Is that still open and accessible? Uh, yeah, that's definitely still there. Okay, I'd like to check that out. Okay. Uh, what kind of check would you like me to do? Just I don't... Uh, investigation. Inve- yeah, just yeah. investigation. Okay. I think it's fine. And can I search his body? Uh, yeah. Well, that's a four. Okay. I'd like to do the same thing. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Walk what? up next to him and be like, what you looking for, lad? What did Jones? What did Joan gather from his um, investigation? There's a little area that kind of goes underneath the stone slab. Wait, well, do, do I this get? This is interesting. Do I get a? Um, it's stone, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. A ten. Uh, you notice that there is a little bit farther back, as an opening, a small opening that go. It looks like it goes down into the ground. Can I open it up then? Yeah, do a strength check. Or? Sure. Okay. So you have to move a little bit of like, rock, a little rock, bit of rocks and stuff. That's an eight. Yeah, you can you can move these rocks just a little bit, and you can see that this tunnel goes down very um, steeply, but you can't get in there. Hey boys. Hey what? Can I finish? Searching I think we got something here. Give me a minute. What can you see? Uh, it looks like there's a steep slope down. Yeah, what do you dwarf eyes see? <laughs> Before we continue, what do I find on his body? The only other thing you find on him is a map. Um, and I think you don't really have a whole lot of time to examine this map. Before. I'll just I'll just take it and store it in my pack. Everybody, uh, this guy has a, a nice silver necklace here. I think we might have piece number two to our puzzle. She found something in the rocks. Let me examine it. Rocks over there. Can I do an arcana check on the necklace? Uh, okay. That's a 20. Uh, yeah, it's super magical. I'd like to do a history check on it to see if it resembles 
if it resembles the ring that we left in. Uh, there you go. Um, I guess I also do have to ask a question real quick. Um, I was about to do a history check. Roll. I can ask one. Um, Twelve. The the book that Joshimi stabbed a dagger into. Yeah. Uh, is oh, is that book and dagger still in this room? No. Okay. Because magic. No. Well, Ornon took the dagger with him. He yeah. had it in oh, his hand true. when that's he true. left, yeah. and the book burned up. Yep. Alright. You're doing a history check on the on the pendant itself, correct? <laughs> yes, to see if it resembles in any way, shape, or form, like the runes, the markings on it. Okay. Resembles yeah. the ring. I think that you um when you examine this, there's markings on it that resemble the symbols that were on the ring. Does it seem like they would fit together as pieces of one, or just one no. set. They clearly are both well-made, and they have similar markings on them. And by the same craftsman. Well, you only rolled a 12, bud. Hey, there's rocks! I'm gonna do a strength check! I... 19. Long and lanky, got the job done. Uh, yeah, I think you uh, put your back against the wall, and with your long, long, long legs... You're able to push this rock out of the way. He got a strength? I would like to then peer down the hall. What do I see down the cavern with my dark vision? I don't know, you tell us. That is a good point. Let me look down this hallway and tell you what I see. What do I see? This corridor is actually fairly short. It goes down at a pretty steep angle. We're talking probably about 40 to 5 degrees or so goes straight down, um, and then 50 feet down, there is a solid door. Well, it's pretty short, but it's pretty steep, about 40 to 5 degrees or so. And uh, at the bottom, there's a thick door. 40 to 5, as in it's either a 40 degree angle I don't or know. a 5 degree angle? The voices in my head told me that. <laughs> To be fair, you are asking a man who shoots fireballs at trees about... To be fair, shut your damn face. I'm going to go down and check it out. Let's go. I would like to go down there and uh, investigate that door. Okay. Steep angle, bro. Do I uh, do an athletic check? I got long legs. It's fine. (laughs) Let me just scratch him out way down there. (laughs) He said do an investigation. No, athletics. (laughs) Athletics? Okay. (laughs) Fifteen. Okay, yeah, I think you make it down without too much of a fuss. How big is this little tunnel or corridor or whatever? Because um, I imagine that little nook that they had to get through wasn't too big. Yeah, I mean, the where they squeezed in was pretty tight. Um, on the other side, it opens up. It's about the size of, like, a standard hallway, mm-hmm. just going down at a slope. Well, okay, I'd like to follow him. Okay, do a uh, night <coughs> check as well. That's Nat 20. Yeah, you actually just plant your feet. You take a, a leap and then plant your feet and just slide down, and it's very cool. Baller. Well, that was pretty rad. That's how Dragonborns do it. So are we going down here now, I guess? I'm I waiting. guess we don't have a choice. I'm waiting for the critical fail. You're going to roll it. You know. Woo! Nice two! What is it? Athletics? Athletics. Oh, it's... All right, so we're looking at a uh, uh, five. 
Okay, that's not great. Could I, <laughs> instead of uh, instead of doing that, could I like attach my grappling hook to the top and then? Like, I mean, it's too late. You already did your athletics check. <laughs> so I'm picturing done Sebo. Your athletics boy. You're done fucked up. I'm, I'm picturing Sebo takes a running leap in the hole and then goes. He could, I should have pulled out my grappling hook. Sebo like charges, takes his huge leap, and then it pauses and goes black and white. It's just. And this was the moment Sebo <laughs> realized. He's he up. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, I think Sebo, as you're squeezing through the hole up at the top, you kind of trip yourself up a little bit and start tumbling down. Ramash, go ahead and do a strength check for me. You better catch Master. I only got like five hit points. Strength right now. check, you said, huh? That's a uh, 18. Okay, yeah, I think Sebo uh, tumbles down pretty good, but you're able to catch him. So he doesn't hit anything too solid. Shorty. Yeah, I thought I was supposed to be the one that's actually good at climbing and stuff. <laughs> you fuck! Alright, here we go. Hey! Critical fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not catching his ass. <laughs> I should say, sorry. Yeah, so uh, Brunhilda just like definitely biffs it up at the top. We're talking spectacular, arms flailing, trying to catch something, and, uh... Is there that, like, ten seconds of not falling yet, of just like, oh, 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 and... <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I got it, it. I got it, I got it, I got it, I don't got it. She's definitely from Michigan, too. It, lo- it looks like, um, when Buttercup falls down the hill in Princess Bride. As <laughs> you... That would be Wesley. That was Wesley. Yeah, he fell down the hill like hey, a badass. What have I done? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Brunhilda is going to take one point of damage from smacking violently to yeah, the ground at the bottom. Don't door yet. I would like to help her up when she uh, hits the bottom. Okay. I what? She swipes his hand away and goes, I don't need your help. I can do it myself. I believe you can. I was just trying to be nice. So, uh... Put your hands off me. Sebo would like to check the door if it's locked. Wait, wait. First, I'd like to cast... First of all, Mikhail... I'd like to cast Cure Wounds on Sebo. <laughs> if Mikhail coming down or two... Is it possible for me to pull out my grappling hook and rope and lower myself down? <laughs> Is that still an athletics check? Yeah. Okay. Just with pizzazz. 21. With style. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. especially with the grappling hook, I think you get down without any uh, any trouble at all. Probably just, like, a couple of good jumps, sort of. I repel. <laughs> sort of repels you down to the bottom. Yeah, I'm casting Cure Wounds on Sebo. Okay. Uh, that's, um, 7 HP for you, bud. I would like to do an Arcana check on this door. Thank uh. you very much, Romosh. No problem, buddy. 18. You can't actually determine a part of this door that's not magical. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if this is good or bad, but uh, this whole damn door is magical. Ramash um, takes his quarterstaff and pokes the door with it. Okay. Do a strength check for me. Uh, that's a 9. Yeah, you poke the door and actually your staff gets pushed out of your hands. And goes flying back. Ramash picks it back up. Oh, uh, uh, be careful, guys. Uh, this door's a little tricky. 
You don't I say. Got, I got this one for you, Dragon Boy. She uh, grabs out her great axe okay. and tries to take a swing at the door. <laughs> That's a, um, a 24. Go ahead and roll a damage attack with your axe. This Where the fuck were you when we were facing Jack? Mortal needs. Probably preparing for a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. That's an eight. Well, it's fortunate for it's you. Damage. You take eight points of damage as your axe hits this, and the entire shock of your blow rebounds the yeah. axe back into your shoulder. Uh, uh. Don't you dare say a thing. Um... Maybe if we just try and finesse it. Sebo's <laughs> gonna. Uh, does this door have like an actual lock to it? Well, would you like to investigate it? I sure would. Okay. Sebo, I believe you have some lock picking tools and skills. Alright, so 29. When you uh, get up close and examine this door, the first thing you notice is the door handle has no lock on it, there is no mechanism for which a key could be inserted. Uh, as you examine closer, you notice that the entire door, every single square inch of the door, is covered in tiny red runes. Oh, you see that, guys? They got runes on the door! How silly of us. Sibo, you pocketed that necklace, did you not? Yeah. Would you see if the runes on the necklace match the runes on the door, please? He pulls the necklace out of his bag and uh, holds it up to the door. Yeah, nothing happens when you bring the necklace over to the door. However, you can tell that there are similar runes on both the necklace and the door. All right, so Sibo is going to uh, take a little risky movement. He's just going to try touching the door with the necklace. See if there's okay. contact. Yeah, nothing happens. Nothing happens to Simbo either? Nope, no, nothing happens. It just, you touch the door and say it's kind of a similar thing. You feel like the key almost gets uh, pushed back. Did he buy anything? Or, sorry, the necklace, yeah. Did he notice any indentations in the door? Uh, nope, it's uh, just like com- flat. Completely just... flat, yeah. No door handle? There is a door handle, but there is no. I have an idea. I would like to (laughs) very slowly, very carefully attempt to open the door. Like, reach out and grab the handle, and very slowly, very gently twist the door handle. Okay. Basically as little momentum, pressure, whatever as possible. Okay. Do a constitution saving throw for me. Well, fucking darn. Fourteen. Uh, so you're gonna take one point of damage as as you touch the door handle, it feels like it is red hot, and you burn your hand. Oh! Could Sibo actually um do an arcana check to see if he can recognize any of these symbols? Uh, yeah. Uh, fourteen. All of these symbols on the door are, as best you can tell, from the drow elves of the first age, and you have no way of reading them since you don't really have anything, any sort of knowledge in that. They're not in regular elvish? That's what I was just wondering. Kind of, sort of. Mikael, these runes, they appear to be elvish, perhaps? 
Might you provide some insight? Oh, because he's the only one that knows how to speak Elvish. Hey. I'm the only pure-blooded elf here. Who's there? All right, let's not go into a family <sighs> heritage now. We're so gonna take that comment, hold on to it, and uh, get back to you on that later. <laughs> so to a- to answer the the question that was posed about Elvish, um, the Drow elves from the first age that was a very long time ago, and so as generally happens, language has evolved. So there is differences. It's not like somebody could just that knows Elvish could just pick it up and start reading it. But they might be able to understand. Maybe it's like a history together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a good history? Right. Could I do an insight check? Uh, yeah. Alright. 20. Do a history check as well. 19. As you step forward, since Sibo pointed these runes out to you, you step forward and examine them. So as you examine them closely, um, although, again, you can't really read them, just sort of, you kind of can recognize the chains, some of, you know, some of the structures and whatever. And so you recognize this as a very high-level shielding spell. You just know from your knowledge of history, this was something that the drow elves like to use in place of actual doors, because it either requires a high, it requires a very high-level magic user to brute force it open, or somebody that knows the specific code to get it. Is the, more or less, the incantation, is it just the incantation, or is it kind of got kind of like a clue? You you don't know. Fuck's sake, how are we supposed uh, to do this? Ramash! Well, you, you acquired a map, did you not? Yeah, yeah I, I think, but I did. Ramash is going to look at the map. Have we, have we tried going under it? <laughs> I got a shovel. You propose that we shovel through pure stone. Jump takes out his shovel. Okay. I mean... We could try, I, although I'm not going to be dumb about it and just willy-nilly start shoveling around in this rock dirt. I'm going to need the help of somebody with a bit of uh, expertise in rocks and dirt and all that. Okay, so let's go back to Ramash, who was examining the map. Yeah. Um, as you open it up, this is a map that is a fairly detailed drawing of the northern part of the known world, as far as you guys know. Okay. Um, so, kind of the upper portion is the mountain range that you're currently right by. You can see Wolf's Hold is on there. Obviously, the the river as it comes out of the mountains, you can see that. Ramash, you uh, can recognize the detail is actually good enough. You can see sort of the general area where you used to live mm-hmm. uh, on this map. You can see slightly to the northwest of that old area where you used to live, there is a a marking that looks like some kind of a house, but it doesn't have any labeling next to it about what it is. Um, and then there is also, a little bit farther to the west past that, there is a pass that's marked through the mountains, uh, which you recognize as the pass that you guys learned about at Timber's Crest that Maliaklis had uh, supposedly taken to go north. And that passage is marked also, but from that point, uh, that's kind of the end of the map, so you can't really see where the intent was to go after that. Mikael, this map, it can take us straight to where we heard Maliocalus is. In fact, it's very close to where I used to live when I was younger. 
I can lead us there. Well, then what are we doing wasting our time here? Shoveling! It oh. appears as if there is no way past this ancient elven barrier. Shoveling! Let's put the rocks back in place and we can come back here later if we have to. Um, we could even leave the others here to continue <laughs> shoveling. As it were. Sibo would like to recall when he was in Wolfshold and scout out the town if he saw any arcane studiers, especially uh, expertises in old elvish and things of that sort. Okay, kind of like historians. Right, but someone who dabbles much more in the arcane study of history. Um, I think at Wolf's Hold, you did not really see anybody that fits that description there. As you kind of gathered, a lot of the people in Wolf's Hold are fairly superstitious. And so, if there are people that are studiers of the arcana within the city, they would probably be keeping a low profile. Ramashi's going to start trying to climb out of this tunnel using the rope that Mikael used to rappel down. Well, are you going to ask permission to use another man's rope? No. <laughs> All right. Perhaps you two do have a alright idea. We can think on this for a while. If we come across any expert in ancient elvish, perhaps a scholar of some sorts, we can return here with more information and a better plan. I agree. I think that getting through this door is important, but... We have more important tasks at hand. We need to rest up and then move out. I agree. I we might as well go. We got nothing else here. We're not going to break down this door. I agree. Let's it's go. a dead Kill end. something! For now, at least. Well, I Until mean... Until we figure out what these runes are, we can break them. If Brunhilde hit the door any harder, it might have actually been a dead end. <laughs> you have no idea. I don't get it. Alright, so you guys are climbing out and... So, I would like to be the last person to ascend the rope, as I'm going to be collecting it and putting it back in my back. So, you guys have all now climbed out of this hole. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, we need to rest first, so should we just go back to um, Wolf's Hold first? And go back to the end? Yeah, we got that in, baby! Even though I'm not really welcome. Why don't we just set up camp in this nice big open room we got down here? Because we're inside... Of a burial mound. Yeah, that's really good. Cool. Let's say I, I a little to too emo for me, myself. thank you. What are you talking about? I sleep in holes all the time. The dead won't wake us, and we won't wake them. I don't feel right. I mean, I'm more worried I mean, about... Listen, I sleep in holes all the time. I sleep underground all the time. But this place gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm not sleeping down here. I'm going upstairs. Fine, you pussy. We could get marauders. We could get gerblins. We could get whites. We could get undead. We could get killed. Down here we could get a lich. I'm out. I saw a nice tree. Perhaps if we meet a lich, you could tell them that you are the law. Perhaps you could shut your damn trap. Okay, Ramashi's leaving this hole. Yeah, He's we're leaving. I think we should out camp. Say that again. <laughs> Do they yawn again? But in character. <laughs> that was in character. <laughs> was it? Are I you kidding? I say we should Seaboy, are we really that <laughs> All right. anyway. interesting? So anyways, uh, as you guys climb out, it is starting to get uh, dark. We're, I mean, we're probably in, you know, the, the very end of sort of the evening. So it's getting, you know, it's 
you still got some rays of sunshine. Uh, it's not completely dark, but it is going to be there soon. As you are e- exiting and uh, making your way uh, away from the tree up at the top of the hill, suddenly on the edge of the forest, there is a sound of an explosion and smoke just starts pouring all over the place. Well, back into the hole. What the fuck? And out of the smoke, you see a figure appear that uh, is about six feet tall and uh, looks sort of shadowy and shifty and is in the basic shape of a humanoid man in a robe. And you hear, Who dares to disturb Ordon's resting place? Back into the hole, back into the hole, back into the hole! And who is it that we are speaking to? I'd like to do a perception. Ordon, of course! Shut up! I'd like to do a perception check. Okay. 17. Yeah, there's there's definitely just a lot of smoke <clears throat> that's being generated from something on the ground. There's no, like, other silhouettes that I can see. It appears that there might be something behind the smoke. Or is he less than 60 feet away? Yes. I cast Divine Sense. Okay. If you're Ornan, then I'm the Dwarven King of Bacon. Coming from a tall guy... How dare you disrespect me in this manner? Good sir. I flip him off. Did I sense any evil, like a foul stench coming from uh, him? Uh, not really. There's maybe a, a whiff I, of deceit. Maybe a slight whiff, but he there's nothing, stinky. nothing uh, terrible. Can I shoot my crossbow at him? <laughs> okay. I would, like, I would like to kind of see this happening and kind of put my hand out towards Brunhilda. Okay. Kind of like, this guy's not really a threat. Let's see what's actually going on here. I know, but he's pissing me off. Let's kill him. We could, um, catch a, we could cast a fireball at him. As Brunhilda readies her crossbow, Sibo would like to use uh, his bonus action to hide. And then, uh, you said it was 60 feet? Probably a little bit less than. I mean, like, I can only move 25. Ramash just starts charging. I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna start sneaking out. over there. In two hands and just run at this dude. Okay. I guess. Mikhail refuses to engage at this point. I guess I don't actually. I just kinda. I don't actually shoot at him. I just kinda train it on him like. What? Ramash does not take well to direct confrontation, especially when it's a bunch of trickery. Okay. So you're, so, you're, so you're just charging <laughs> towards the smoke, right? Ramash charging toward the figure. Okay. Jonah's still flipping him off. Okay. Quarter staff in hands. Okay. You, I think you come running and you jump at, through what indeed is just smoke and land at the ready and um, you don't see anybody there. What? 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 Can I do a perception check? Okay. Where's Sibo at at this point? I got an eight. Okay. You're about halfway to the smoke point. I think at this point, uh, still kind of hidden in the grass. Okay. And, uh, so you don't really sense much. We're, there's there's no one here! Those Guys, come on! Come here! moving forward. Okay. And suddenly, you collide with a figure that is also sneaking through the grass, and I think you both kind of get pushed backwards a little bit, and as you pick yourself off the ground, it is O'Tooley! What the yeah, fuck is O'Tooley? knew it. Hey! Guys! Everybody calm down, it's hey. just O'Tooley! The fuck? I know it! Hey, doing keep it here? down! Keep it down! Why? We're gonna start stomping towards him. 
Oh, hey, okay, okay, okay. You better have a good explanation for trying to scare the bejesus out of us. Look, I can see that you're all very, uh, very intelligent. Listen, here, here's the deal, okay? So maybe I've been making a little bit of money on the side, sensationalizing the tragedy. But who doesn't do that, right? That's fucking us. Oh, truly, I am a lifelong thief. And I have never done anything of this sort in my entire life. Oh, come on, you're a performer. I'm sure you've done a little bait-and-switch before. Ramash goes to pick bait and This is no bait-and-switch. You're swindling people out of their money and trying to scare the hell out of them. What's going on over there? Get Shut up, John! Here, you tall beanpole. Okay. John's going to walk over now. Do you have any like real information for us, dwarf? I mean, I told you where the where the hole was, didn't I? You, didn't, you failed to mention if that there was a demon that. down there. There was a demon down there? So Sibo's going... Wow, I can double my price! So Sibo, as a very uh, intimidating creature, <laughs> is going to uh, grab O'Tuli by the shirt and get right in his face. All right, O'Tuli, I want you to tell me everything you truly know about this Ornon figure. And I don't want you to leave out a single detail. Sibo, what are you doing to that poor man? Shut up, Joe. Yeah, yeah, tell him, tell him, uh, uh, law, tell him law. Sibo's going to grab out, uh, his second dagger that, um, Joan currently has the, uh, the contrapart to, and he's going to throw the dagger, not necessarily directly at Joan, but if it hits him, he doesn't really care. So you're throwing a dagger at Joan? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I guess do a do a d20 roll. It's a three. Okay, yeah, you definitely hit Joan. <laughs> so, uh, roll damage on a dagger attack, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much. He's a big target. Uh, I'll, I'll go easy on you, buddy. It's only six. Uh, so, yeah. Sebo, you son of a bitch. You can keep that. Now tell me I'm everything you know about the oh, dagger no. throw when Inigo rounds the corner and Count Rogan just. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's what I know. Um, he's a lich, and um, very scary, very very scary. Um, well, I don't think we're gonna get much out of him. He's he's made of smoke and uh, and and uh, um, I. Well, I, I, I mean, I hear he's real scary. Let's try something out. It seems like it doesn't know a lot. Can we get back to the end now? Sebo? How about you? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can get your rooms at the end. No problem. In good cop, bad cop. You're the bad cop who shows up and shoots the other cop. Ramash is going to take O'Tuli from Sibo, pick him up full in the air, look him straight in the eye. We can't do this back at the end. And as he's speaking, breathe a little fire out and say, you're going to cut the price in half for your rooms. Bullshit. You're going to give us all rooms for free. That sounds better. I just want to get back to the end. I mean, you know, I, I gotta make a living, but, uh, uh, intimidation check. Uh, uh, you want me to do an intimidation? Yeah, go ahead and do an intimidation check on that and see if I have heat. Can I do a fucking medicine check? <laughs> I, I got a four. 
Apparently he's not scared of me. Okay, so I think he goes, I, you know, I just, uh, you, you, you're very scary, but I just, uh, I mean, I gotta make something, you know, I, I, a man's gotta eat. So, uh, Siegel would like to do a sleight of hand check. Okay. Sneaky on, uh, on O'Tuli, uh, to steal his corn purse. That's gonna be 19. Yeah, I think you probably are able to take it. He's being held up in the air right now by... Uh, so he's gonna... How, how many gold pieces are in his purse? I think he's probably got 30 on him. Alright, so he's gonna take out, uh, 17 gold pieces. If he's... If I'm gonna put his coin purse back, would you like me to roll another side of hand check? Uh, yeah, no, I think the 19 was good enough to put it back. He is still... I mean, he's very distracted by... Okay. So the dragonborn that's holding on to him. He was going to put his coin purse back on O'Tuli, and uh, mimic as though he's pulling from his own coin purse 17 gold coins. He holds it out to O'Tuli. Here, 17 gold pieces for my friends and I to stay in your inn. Better take it. You're probably not going to get anything else. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I normally charge a, a little bit higher rate, but seeing as how you're being so, uh, Agreeable. I suppose we can make that work. Ramash <laughs> drops into the ground. I have pulled out the dagger and I'm fucking pouring some alcohol on it because we aren't moving and I need to get medical attention. Okay. Okay, let's just head to back it. to the inn now. <laughs> fucking finally. Okay, so you all a head waste back. of good booze. Is it a long rest? Yeah, I would assume so. It's gonna be like the rest of the night. So then. Mikhail still naps there for four hours, and then the rest of the night is him going back and kind of taking a little hunting diversion through the woods. I was going to say, he's going to go run buck-ass new through the woods again. We get back to the inn. Yeah. And Long rest, I guess. Everyone. Story content? Or? Are you guys... I mean, I assumed you guys were going to hit the hay right away since you were all... Fucked up? Ble- yeah. Bleeding and... I was just checking. We walk in, and bartender... <laughs> I mean, unless you, unless you want to do something else. I mean, see what kind of wants a couple drinks. Stop bleeding okay. over the counter. Ramash is going to spend part of the night pouring over an interesting treasure map, finding another map, got his curiosity back, and he's going to try and okay. solve this puzzle he's got. So, Sibo's uh, going for a couple drinks. Yeah, he, he he's probably on his his starting on his second uh, growler at this point, and. Oh. Um, <laughs> One growler is sixty-four ounces. By the way, uh, Harrison, I don't and know if you were the standard when beer I, is twelve. Um, said this, and Ramash got that indecipherable treasure map from Og. All right, I'll say this: he's starting on like when his. He was, um, standing right. under him, he, he's like a pint in at this point, and he leans over the bar out to and he goes, "Hey, Tuli, I just want to say I'm really sorry about what happened earlier." Oh, hey, my boy, you know what happens to everybody. Like, I really, I lost my head a little bit. And you know what? I'm really sorry about that. Hey, you know what? It's okay. Listen, uh, did you tell, uh, tell old Tooley what you found down there? Oh, man, let me tell you, oh, let me tell you what. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, there was a scary dragon guy who had some, some... Alma and I, I, I got really messed up down there, man, and, um, and we found this door, and, um, yeah. had all these runes on it, man. Ooh, that's very interesting. Yeah, and, uh, we, we can't figure it out, no idea. You couldn't get through the door? No, it was it's dark, ancient magic, I don't know. They wouldn't let me dig. Jonah's sitting over by the fire, by the way. 
Okay. <laughs> wow, wow. Now, hey, hey, Julie, I don't want you taking in this information and using it to scare any more people, you hear me? Hey, my lips are sealed. You got, do I have your word on that? Oh, yeah, you got my word as a bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure that's, that's a water to, that, you know, you seem like a, you seem like a really good guy. You know what, you seem pretty nice too, here. And he slides you a, uh, a whiskey across the counter. Have one on me. Dilly dilly. What's the weather like outside, by the way? Is it clear skies or is it kind of raining? <laughs> it is a, a moderate thunderstorm. Alright. As, um, Sibo is having this conversation... Mikhail kind of walks in, you know, rain pouring down, calling down his shoulders, and he said, Ah, I see your lips are still flapping. Me? Well, we were just having a discussion. I'm just talking to this nice fellow right here. Indeed, indeed. One pound's bite and I shall retire. Put on some clothes, you sicko. I'm wearing a perfectly brand new white rabbit loincloth, thank you. You know, because that's going to cover up everything. Joan throws up in his mouth a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can only imagine where the ears are. I can only... I don't want to imagine where the ears Anyways, are. Anyways, I'll <laughs> do a, a hound's bite whiskey across the counter, and uh, he, uh, he says... And I made it a double just because you and I are special friends. Oh my. Alright, Mikhail retires. Mikhail, you spent five gold pieces on your drink for tonight. Is Joan drinking or is he just I mean hanging pretty out? Pretty much always. He's drinking he? what he's already got and he's just trying to get over the pain. Oh, oh I see. He's one of those guys that puts vodka in a water bottle and sneaks it into the bar with him. One? It's in a flask. <laughs> Two, it was the thing that he got from O'Tuli. He got that one to go. Okay. He still has. He it. still has his one to go. Hey, he's been busy all day. Occupied. Wait, did he get one drink or one bottle? Bottle. Remember? Hold on. <laughs> you gave me a bottle. Okay, yeah, but that's gonna cost you a lot more. I thought you wanted one drink for the road. I had O'Tuli charge you for one one drink for the road, not one bottle for the road. Those are very different things. You said bottle. I did not. I, I don't think you did. <laughs> you said it in your own head. Probably. Anyway. Anyways. I so how much more does that cost me? Because I, I I paid 30 on my tab. I mean, that's probably going to cost you another 30 bucks for the bottle. Right. Well, 30 gold pieces. No, I got you. Uh, and that would make sense why you're still sipping on it. Well, that is... Hoping to get drunk to ease the pain of getting a dagger thrown on him, but he's still got five, almost four days of being sober and unable to get drunk, so he's just waiting to okay. more days. Uh, and then after Sibo finishes the drink of Hound's Bite that O'Tuli gave him, he'd like to pay his tab. Okay. Probably spent 25 at the bar. And then he'd like to half walk, half stumble over to Joan by the fireplace. Sit down on the arm of the chair next to Joan. Hey, Joan. I just wanted to say, you know, maybe what I did earlier was a little out of hand, but, you know, you said you really want another dagger, and I was just trying to provide for my friend. I mean, yeah, now I've got three. Nighty-night, Sibo. And Joan's getting up and retiring, keeping a close hand on all of his weapons he has on him. What? You're telling me that you don't trust your traveling companion? 
That's so weird. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, I have complete confidence in my drunk, thieving, rogue companion that I've known for a couple months. Fair. Okay. So everybody is retiring from the night then. Right. Right. Dagger what? times three. We didn't cover what Brynhilda was doing, I guess. She went the fuck to bed. Okay. <laughs> well, so that counts as a long rest for everyone. So it is the next morning. Do you, are you guys having a discussion about your plan of attack here, or are you just... Have you already decided? Boy, Simo, I think I'm uh, done borrowing this. I'm going to throw his dagger to him, or rather at him. Okay. Um, Make an attack roll. 14. Nope. Can I uh, roll to catch it? Yeah, do uh, an acrobatics check, actually. Uh, Nine. Okay, yeah, no, you miss it. It goes flying past you. (laughs) Oh, do he does like to not get it. <laughs> wow. Glad that we're still friends, Joan. Yeah, you know it, little buddy. So now you're trying to kill O'Toole. No, I'm not. Can we get going But now? he is the criminal mastermind behind it all. Okay. <laughs> he is or not. Fan Theory 101. The thing is... It's O'Toole. He existed before... I mean, you know fan theories are generally created by the fans, not the players of the... I am a fan of our podcast. I just happen to also participate okay, in the Okay, let's get moving. I want to fight something. Um, anyways... So, quick thing. Does the dagger, like, stick into a wall, or...? <laughs> no, it's just on the ground. You gotta go pick it up. I don't really want it. Joan picks I, it. I, I really did want to give it to Joan. He said he needed another dagger. So. Okay. So you're just going to leave it there? <laughs> so we're I'm just gonna, staring at it. You know what? I'm, I'm going to pick it up and see what's going to walk over back to Joan and say, Joan, I, I really thought you needed another dagger. And he's going to hold the blade and hand uh, handle side towards Joan. All right. Joan takes it. It's a bit early in the morning for this shit, don't you all think? Well, maybe if you didn't stay up all night hunting things in your skivvies. Oh, believe me, the skivvies were left behind. Alright, oh, where's this pass we're going to, Ramash? Well, if you all would stop throwing daggers at each other, I could show you. Thank you, a sensible one in the morning. And Ramash starts heading for the door. Okay. To leave. So are you uh, are you pulling out the map then uh, to show them? I don't or? think it's really necessary because Ramash knows the area really well okay. around where we're going, so he's just going to direct. So you are going to basically stay. Then you're planning to stay south of the mountains until you get to the pass, correct? I was kind of curious about that house marked on the map. Yeah. Uh, he's going to try and direct you the map. I was actually thinking about traveling kind of like an through, or well, get close enough to the mountains before going into the mountains to our location. But he wants to head for the the house first before the pass. So you want to hit up that house that was marked on the map? Yeah. Okay. So the best way to do that then would be to go staying like just to the southern edge of the mountains, go across the river, kind of past where you used to live, and then uh, there'll be kind of a way to get up to the house from there. Alright, we're going. Out of Wolf's Hole, Wolf's Hole, and into on the, the open road. Okay. Sorry about that? No. To everybody, I'm heading out. So, so if there's not going to be any discussion, I think y'all just head out and start walking along towards the way. Uh, as Ramash said, he 
more or less knows the way because he used to live in this area. So I think he is leading along. And um, for the first little bit, more or less uneventful. There's not really... I think that more or less the soldiers um, of Wolfshold kind of keep the area near their city pretty clear of any enemies. So you walk around more or less without any uh, interruptions until you reach the river. Ramaz, just do like a insight check. That's a six. So basically, you know that there is somewhere farther along the river where it gets a little bit shallower and you could wade across, um, but you're not exactly sure where it is. You don't quite remember. Where you are right now is very near the mountains, so the water is flowing really quickly. But the river is not especially wide. There are quite a few trees in the area. And at this point, with the current of the water, you could swim it. But with all your gear, it would be pretty uh, it would be pretty difficult to just swim. Anyone got any ideas? We are not cutting trees down again. Too bad Moss is around to help. So, you're telling me you know no way across this river? There is a way across, but it's been a little while. I haven't been here in a few years. How wide is this river? How wide is it? Um, at this point, it's not too bad. I'd say it's probably about 30 feet. Well, guys, uh, I, I've got this rope and this grappling hook. I mean, if y'all are willing to get a little wet, I think that we can probably secure a line across. Sounds reasonable. I'll wait till I see the line secured. You can Have we been in this situation before? Yeah, we didn't have a grappling hook then, and it was a much wider river. Is there any way that, like, we're next to a forest, are there any downed trees? Sure, I mean, you are kind of in a forest, so I think that you could probably find... So should I specify, if is there any, like, downed trees tall enough that we could span the river with it? Um, thirty. A 30-foot tree. It has to be more well, than 30 I mean, it's feet. possible, but... Yes, it has to be more than 30 foot. I mean, if you'd like to do an investigation check to possible. see if you could find something like that... And an thick enough at the end to where we could cross and walk on land. As long as it's an old enough tree, I mean, possible. But would we be able to lift it up and move it over there? That's why I'm asking. There's five of us. Seal's gonna grab out his grappling hook and rope, and, uh... Yeah. Gonna chuck it. Okay. Aiming for some secure. Something secure. Yeah, do an athletics check for me. Athletics. 17. So, yeah, with a 17, I think that um, you you throw this grappling hook, and I think, honestly, it probably takes you a couple tries just because it's a long distance and you're trying to get a good secure point. But after a few tries, you are able to kind of on one of the more sturdy and thick-looking branches of one of the opposite trees, you're able to get the grappling hook in there enough that it not only goes over the branch, but kind of wraps around before it hooks in. Awesome. Uh, so you would like to give the rope a couple good pulls, and then afterwards he would like to present the rope to Mikael to test himself. Okay. So you give it a couple good pulls, and... Um, this tree, uh, you, you're you in a forest that is mostly uh, conifers, so you get a couple of good shakes and some needles fall off, but other than that, it seems pretty sturdy. All right, I secure the free end of the rope, probably under a rock if I can. Not just 
to the last person. I'd tie it to a tree or something. I'd like to be able to you, You'd probably want to be able to recover the rope. I mean, he, well, here, how about we hold on to the end. One person gets across, he can hold on to that end. And then the last that person tied her person. on their waist. Sure. And then they can be pulled across. Yeah, just use it's one a person across the river. Just use one person probably. as an anchor at the end. I should suggest Joan. <laughs> Joan, I second Joan. that. I like this idea. You I also to, agree. You know what? What the hell? Joan, get your ass across that river. Wait, so I'm the one going the last there one. first or I'm last? First. Last. You're gonna, last. last what? Oh. <laughs> but then what I gotta get dragged across the river. Last? Yeah, hey, we'll pull you across, yeah. Joan. It's not Why a Ramash, you are misunderstanding. He is the last one, and we all, in a united effort, will draw him across. Man, you're putting your trust into a person that's on again, off again, strong. It's gonna work, Joan. Please, Please use your... Put a little faith in Let's just do this. All Please right. let's, on again, secure yourself in place this time. Okay, who's going across first? Uh, Ramash will do it, I guess. Okay. He's not, he's not Uh, scared. Joan, go ahead and do a strength check for me. Hey. <laughs> no, right now we're all hanging under the Why would we eight. all cross at once? Yeah, everyone's hanging out. Everybody, everybody's hanging on to it? Yes. Okay. Oh. Joan is only going to have okay. to make a strength oh, for man. the last person. Okay, I'm, I misunderstood. Good. I'll go last. Okay. that was an eight. One person okay. at a time. Yeah. So so everybody's hanging on to the rope, so I, I don't think you need to make a strength check. I think that the five of you can probably hold it well enough that one person can get across. I'm in three right. and a half. Ash goes first. Sebo. Me and Kyle Ouch. also crosses. Okay, so who's going across next? I'll go across next. Okay, so I am going to need the two of you that are left <laughs> to make a strength throw. 17? 21. Dang okay. It. You were able to hold her up as she climbs across. So now Sebo's uh, going across, so now good old Jones got to make a strength check here. This was a great idea, don't worry. 12. Okay. I am... Very uh, light. Yeah, I think actually I do actually think that a twelve is enough to hold Sebo because he is not very so. heavy. And now he's like grabbing a branch. Now, whoa. <laughs> so now he, he's gonna tie himself off, and we're gonna drag him back across with the rope. Okay. Yep. You all set up with that, John? You ready to go, bud? No, oh, I forgot how to tie a knot. Hold on, real quick. Send the rabbit through the hole. Can we all do a strength check? What rabbit? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, everybody make a strength check. 16. 18. 20. 19. As you yell across to make sure that Joan is ready, uh, you suddenly all decide that he is in fact ready and give a hard pull, so much so that Joan is actually like ragdoll pulled off the bank. Yeah, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> and lands about halfway across in the water. Damn, that's one hell of a pull. <laughs> and then uh, one or two quick pulls get him to the other side. You okay, there, <laughs> He's so How, How's your jump across the river? He's soaked. I should have just stayed and went back home. <laughs> so, uh, Jared, do you know how to untie that knot, or should I help you? <laughs> he's untying the knot as he's mocking Sebo back. The rubber band man. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God, that mental image was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, all right. So, uh, you guys are continuing forward now, I assume? Yep. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. Okay. I'd like to sit here and dry off for a while. <laughs> Shut up, Joan. Quit your bitching. Uh, just light some bush on yeah. fire Castle and dry off. yourself by it. <laughs> I should glow a little bit more and warm myself up. Maybe you should cast Firebolt. Maybe I will, right on your sorry little ass. I'd like to see you try. Alright, so I think uh, you actually swing by where Ramash lived for a while, stop in, say hi to uh, Og. And uh, Ramash kind of shows you the place. Uh, okay. Buddy, pal, how's it been going? How are you been? Hello, Ramash, how are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. How have you been? Well, you know, it gets lonely here all alone, but I'm managing. Have you, uh, have you saved the world yet? Well, you know, one step at a time. Uh, here, let me introduce you to my, compa- my compatriots here. The tall, lanky one is Joan, thinks he's the law. That elf over there, his name is Mikael, he runs naked through the woods. Oh yes, I remember Mikael. That short fellow over there is Simo. Pleasure uh, to meet you. He likes to pick pockets, but don't worry, I think you're more than a match for that guy. And the lovely dwarf over here is Brunhilda. No description of me. How do you do? Oh, was it? Yes, yes. How do you put up with this dragon boy? Well, he, he's like a son to me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, was that out loud? I think, um, actually what Og does is he casts a small produced flame at the tip of his middle finger, and then with a flick he throws it at Joan, and it hits Joan, like, right on the nose, I think. Not enough to do damage, but it's like a, a nice little sting. <laughs> oh, Og. Trust you me, know what? Boys, you don't want to fuck with this I guy. like you. <laughs> Og here's a master of the druidic ways. He's an arch-druid, as they call it. He's by far my superior. Well, if he's so much better than you, perhaps... Oh, could I ask you a question? Of course, my boy, of course! Um, Sibo's gonna pull out the necklace that they recently acquired and <coughs> show it to Og, saying... Um, I was wondering, do any of these symbols perhaps look familiar to you? <gasps> oh, my boy! Where did you come into contact with this? Well, it's part of what Ramosh and I and the rest of us have been working on. We're trying to stop a, uh, a lich. Oh, yes. I've seen this necklace before. You have? This necklace? This necklace! Did I stutter? <laughs> no, <sir. laughs> I saw this necklace around the neck of a king about, oh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 370 years ago. Damn. I knew you were and, to um, did this king, uh, did he dabble in the arcane arts, perhaps? The dark arcane arts? No, no, that was part of the problem. See, he had, he had taken it from an ancient uh, temple of the drow, and he had no, no idea what the power contained within was. What is the power? I am the power. Joan, could you slash- just... Jonah, we move on. <laughs> I believe this one is curious. Do you have strong liquor on the residence? Well, well, you see, I don't drink very much, but, uh, Ramash, I have begun dabbling in my old hobby again. And, Fuck. and he, uh, he, uh, he beckons you over, and there is a, uh, a door that you didn't really notice before that kind of. It's kind of at a slant, because of where his house is built into a hill, it's at a slant, almost like a cellar door, but it's inside of the house. And he opens it up and he goes, 
Go on, go on. Downstairs, there's several barrels of mead. Og, we talked about this. What? Uh, I get bored up here. I was picturing mead that's, like, so distilled (laughs) it can't be discernible from rocket fuel. It's like the Swanson homebrew. (laughs) No, okay, you know what it is? He takes uh, his special brew as you uh, all pour yourself, or I guess those of you that are indulging, pour yourself a cup and taste it. He he actually mixes his mead with some distilled, um, while he's distilling it, he makes some, uh, he mixes in some pine needles as well. So it has a very kind of floral, piney scent to it as well, and it's very good. Oh, and also oh. strong, I presume. This is delicious. I mean, this is all. Oh, so it's pretty. It's pretty strong. We're talking probably about forty-five percent. I mean, when you said you had a hobby, I thought you were mean like maybe model trains or something. But uh, what the hell is a train? I I think this is pretty nice. I don't mind if I howdy do. Well, drink up, drink up. Let me finish my story. So this king, he had no idea the power contained within this necklace, and unfortunately, it... Well, it got him killed. I haven't seen the necklace since then. Do you know what the power is exactly? Not exactly. I... If... And I don't mean to be presumptuous, but if you could leave the necklace here for me to study for a while, I could possibly give you a better answer. I only know that it somehow enhances the dark arcane arts. I presume that you have not dabbled in those yourself out of fear of the knowledge of twisting the user to their own purposes. Well, I... I have dabbled in a basic sense as you sort of hit upon yourself. It's dangerous to delve too deep, but something of the understanding of the Dark Arts does, in fact... It require a bit of knowledge of the principles itself. I mean, Kyle, you can trust Og. He's very well practiced in the mystic arts, and he is studied. Ramash, that is merely what I fear, that upon him accessing the inner secrets of this enchanted artifact, he could in fact enhance his power in a way that could more or less possess him. Of right. his own mind. You literally belong uh, to a cult about killing people. I think we're fine. No, I belong to a cult of war. And There's a difference. Can I, can I add something? It's either leave it here with him or take it back to Beacon and leave it in that vault. And I don't think we want to keep too many things in that vault. I, for one, am strongly against trusting Beacon more than once. Yeah, I say we leave it here. It's I, probably not I mean, especially idea. after you killed a dude. I agree. I think we should leave it here. It's probably not a great idea to be carrying one of these things on us when we go to face Meliocalus. I mean, what if one of us got captured, the one holding this, and we gave it to the enemy? So I take it you're familiar with this area enough to remember your way back if we should need return. Oh, of course. I have full confidence in myself that I can figure out how to get back here. No problem. Alright. I shall still indicate this on my... In my journals. You keep a diary? He's got okay. memoirs going on. So are you guys you guys are giving him the necklace then? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think he takes it and examines it a little bit and he goes, Oh, very nice, very nice. I will uh, I will look into this. It's it's unfortunate that my dear friend Roland, I've lost touch with him. He he was quite the master of the the drow uh, teachings. I, he would have been nice to consult, but I don't know if I could 
get a hold of him these days. Yeah. Uh, he was maybe also not. quite the rogue's tale. He was... Yeah, uh, probably not going to see him again. <laughs> might be difficult to get in touch with him, but who knows? Keep trying. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Um. Well, well, I'm glad I could be of help. Uh, stop back and I will, I'll tell you what I know. Alright, can I get some of that uh, mead to go? Of course, my boy. Uh, fill up your water skins. Don't. Well, only one of them. The other one's still got the hound's bite in it. Very sensible, very sensible. I, I am a man that enjoys diversification. Mm. Ramash puts his head in his hands. The old Warren Buffett rule, if you will. Uh, I I give an aside to Sibo and I ask him, so uh, who is this Roland feller? Roland? Oh, um... He didn't get very far ahead. We met Roland uh, when we were in... Uh, Reach. <laughs> Reach. We were in Reach. Uh, we met Roland when we were in Reach. He, um, he provided some necessary equipment and plans for a heist of ours. But he was beheaded by Jack. Bad guy, tall, slim figure, long black See, coat. See, your lips are flapping again. We are in company's presence. I'm sorry, oh, I'm talking to a woman on. here. Do you mind? <laughs> I do not. Mikhail, I don't like that you don't trust my master. It is not that. I simply do not wish to betray the fact of the loss of his apparent friend. That is not my own personal burden to bear. Point is, Mikhail, don't trust nobody. Moving on. Leaving the necklace here. Yep, we're leaving the necklace. So are you guys taking off then? Yep. Yep. Okay. So as you are uh, proceeding along, kind of following the mountain still, you're getting closer to the pass, when suddenly, uh, from the top of sort of a a medium-sized hill, you hear a sort of a rattling sound. And before you really have a chance to kind of figure out where it's coming from, suddenly a group of skeletons come tumbling over the top of the hill. Ramash screams in rage, draws his quarterstaff, and just bolts toward him. Okay. He has, there is no exception. He loses his shit when he sees undead, especially skeletons. Okay, go, go ahead and uh, make an attack roll, I guess. I'll right. give you an opportunity to attack on this here. 23, baby. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. All right. I'm doing this two-handed. Three. Uh, so, yeah, I think you co- you uh, you connect with one of the skeletons, and you hit him, and a couple of bones sort of kind of fall off, but he looks like he's still up and rearing to go. Okay, so real quick, what do we got for initiative? We'll start this way. 18. Brunhilda. 14. Ramash. 15. Joan. 13. And Mikael. 12. So, first up in the order is uh, one of the skeletons, and uh, he is going to take a swing with his short sword at uh, Ramaj. Ten versus AC. Nope, not going to do it. Okay, so he is, uh, he's not able to connect. Uh, next up is Sibo. Okay, so Sibo is going to take his bonus action to hide. Okay. How far away from him? About 15 feet. I, um... So how exactly are you hiding? I don't know what what's around me. I mean, you're kind of in a forest, so... I duck behind a tree. Okay. And then I'd like to pull out my short bow. Okay. And fire whichever at one of the skeletons, I don't know. Okay. Gonna be a 10. 
Okay, that does not hit him. So there, there's actually only three of these skeletons. So, uh, one, two, and one, two, and three is what we'll call them. Uh, one is the one that got attacked by Ramash. Uh, so anyways, uh, Ramash is up now. He's gonna stay put right where he's at, and after this attack he's made, he's going to cast uh, Thunder Wave. Every creature in a 15 foot cube originating from me must make a Constitution saving throw, and their saving throw is going to be a uh, 13. So I think that your party is actually far enough away that they're not affected by this. That's why I figured. So. So they all fail. They all fail. Sweet. They each take 2d8 thunder damage or are pushed 10 feet away from me. Okay. They each take 8 damage. Okay. And are blasted away from me. Okay, so, yeah, they get... Are you pushing them just, like, backwards? Oh, it's it's a thunderous blast originating from me, so I guess they just fly the direction that's opposite of me. Right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so they all go... Kind of fl- like a negative polarity... Yeah, yeah, so they all go flying backwards, and uh, I think they all lose quite a few bones, kind of fall off. And so they are all on their feet, but they all look pretty wobbly. I mean, even more wobbly than skeletons normally do. They're pretty messed up here. Nice. Um, so next up is one of these skeletons, and he is going to try to run back towards Ramash and take a swing with his sword. So that's a, an 11. Nope, not gonna do it. Okay, so he does not connect. He, now he's back up next to you again. Alright. Uh, Brunhilda is up. I'll run up to the skeleton closest to me and take a swing. Okay, so that would be the one that's next to Ramaj right now. No, skeleton three. Fourteen. That'll hit him. What are you swinging with? My, uh, great axe. Okay. That's fourteen. Yeah, you, uh, you connect with this dude and he crumples down to a pile of bones. Uh, Joan is up. Yeah, the two are now probably about 25 feet away from you. They're both looking pretty bad off. Whichever one is closest to me, okay. I, I guess it doesn't really matter which one. I guess one. we'll just say skeleton two. That's what I was kind of figuring. Skeleton okay. number two. I'm going to uh, cast Chromatic Orb as a second level spell uh, in Thunder for the type of damage. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 19 VAC. That'll hit him. Okay. Twelve. He, uh, I think actually when this chromatic orb hits him, his bones actually just explode in about 20 different directions, and he is also dead. <laughs> Next up is Mikhail. Mikhail is going to cast Shield of Faith on himself. Okay. And with his shield raised and his rapier at the ready, he is going to make a dash at the nearest skeleton. What's your movement speed? 30. Okay, so you're good. That's a 19. That'll hit him. Uh, six damage. Yeah, you, uh, you hit this skeleton and he also collapses into a pile of bones. Okay. Good work, team. Good work. Ramash is going to take a uh, vertebrae from each of the skeletons, and he's going to pocket them. Okay. You each get 30 XP from that. So you are a weird dude, Ramash. Hey, my family was killed by skeletons, and they knocked me off a cliff and gave me this scar. Do you presume to make a necklace out of them? I have that some sinew ex- you may borrow. That is exactly my plan, and I would be very appreciative of borrowing the sinew. All I know is 
That was a tad random. I passed Ramash a little bit of sinew from one of my recent kills. <laughs> okay. Ramash. And a bit too yeah. easy for my like. Should we figure out where these skeletons came from? Probably a good idea. I'd like to kill some more. I guess, uh, since I don't know, um, skeletons don't really come from, like, a necromancer, right? Yeah, skeletons don't tend to wander far from the one who raises them from the dead, as my understanding is. What if it's Og? Because, I mean, oh. you keep finding them around here. No, I highly doubt it's Og. I spent years training under him. I mean, you never know. No druid in this world would stand for the undead being raised. It is unnatural. Be a great plot twist. He was also very assertive about getting that necklace. Ramash he just seemed knowledgeable. Could we all just drop it? Ogg's obviously our ally. Otherwise, we would not have entrusted him with our artifacts. Yeah, look, guys, I have a excellent judge of character, and trust <coughs> me, Ogg is cow shit. A okay. So anyway. We're down there at counter. I guess we're going to press on mm-hmm. over the hill that they came over. Yeah, towards yeah okay, so where you're at now, you're actually um, very close to the pass that you were heading towards. This hill is not immediately climbable. I mean, you probably could get up it, but it's not like necessarily something you can just like easily climb up to the top of. All right, how um, tall is it? But you're, how tall is it? Yes. It's only probably about 30 feet or so. However, if you want to try and go a different way, you are, like, literally within under a quarter mile away from where the pass is. Ramash refers to the map just to make sure they're in the right area, and he wants to start making for that house on the map. Okay, so the house on the map, you actually need to go up the pass a little ways to get to it. Up the pass? All right, I guess we're in for the pass. Um, so if, if, if Seawood just wants to quickly climb up the hill to see what's up there real quick... Sure, yeah, just do a uh, do an athletics check. 21. Yeah, you climb up there pretty much without any sort of problem. When you get to the top, you see a small little pass that kind of slants towards the west, uh, going basically towards the general direction of where the pass is. All right, Seagull's going to climb back down. How did it look up there? It's not much up there, just a pass. Uh, it looks like it's heading the same way as the, the path we're headed for. Well, I guess we better get moving. So you guys uh, head up to the pass, and uh, as you turn up the pass, there is nothing immediately uh, that grabs your attention. So I assume you're just going to keep continuing on yeah. at this point. So, yeah, so you guys are heading along. Um, you get uh, probably about a mile up this pass, and you're sort of close to... About where you think the turnoff is going to have to be to get to this house that's marked on the map. When you hear um, the sounds of somebody doing, best you can tell, kind of some construction. Um, you know, you hear like kind of logs sort of bouncing against each other. Sort of a hammer driving pegs in, that kind of thing. Um, so there's like a bend we're coming up to, you said? No, it's just sort of a, like a little bit of a rise in the past. Ramash is going to like, as they head up the rise, he's going to just kind of lower himself to the ground as they reach the top so he can just peer over. I mean, like, I think that we all probably just are sneaking at this point just to make sure that our presence isn't... Okay. Okay, so yeah, we're just sneaking. So I'll just kind of come... Okay. As you come to the top, you see just slightly over the rise and down a little ways, there are two figures working on building some kind of a barricade, and you recognize them both as being Dragonborn. Hey, you people. 
Maybe I should approach alone. <laughs> do you know these guys? I also speak Draconic. Um, well, can I do like a perception check to see if I recognize them at all? Like any okay. like <laughs> their ancestry or anything? That's racist. So you, so twenty. You don't really recognize these people particularly uh, in any sort of fashion that you, I mean, you kind of get a good look at them. They don't look like any any of the Dragonborn you've met before. Alright, um, Ramash is uh, going to say... What is their skin color? It's very important pertaining to Dragonborn. That one's uh, Periwinkle and the other one is Puce. <laughs> oh, that's Puce. <laughs> the other one has that's pink with purple polka dots. They are both uh, brass colored. Ooh, they're the same color as me, guys. They're the same color as me, and brass dragons have a tendency to go towards Bahamut. So I think it'd be best. That I understand. I think it would be best if I approached alone first. All right, sounds good. They may, they might well be my kid, and I'll be able to communicate. Ramash, I don't mean to contradict you. But I am the High Priest of Bahamut. Yeah, but you're not a Dragonborn. It, priest. I think priest. it would put them at ease if they only and saw I, a Dragonborn coming I, uh I speak to him in Draconic and say, Perhaps I am not one of the same skin, though I share the same tongue. Ramash points out that they don't know he's a follower of Bahamut right off the bat, just seeing him. Not just a follower, the High Priest. Yeah, but they don't know that. They're not from down there. They're from way up here. They're them redneck. They're the redneck dragonborn. dragonborn. Yeah. They're about John Wayne, Johnny oh, Cash, yeah, John Deere. Way out here. So yeah, Ramash wants to approach a lot. in in a language I don't understand. Could one or two of you just I'm, know? I'm gonna go by myself first, just to see what they're doing and see if they're friendly or not. So Ramash starts approaching them slowly, like okay. casual walking. Okay. So I think you get a little whiz along, and one of them notices you and kind of uh, taps the other one, and this one Dragonborn turns, and he is, um, as you kind of get a little bit closer, you can see he is an older Dragonborn. Uh, you can't quite determine his age, but he definitely is uh, much older than Ramash is. Hail, Elder. How goes it? May I ask what you are up to? Hello there. I see your face and... You look somewhat familiar to me. What? May I ask what your name is? My name is Ramash Scarbear. What is yours? And he actually, like, almost looks like the wind got knocked out of him. He goes, Ramash? Yeah. That's my name. Ramash Scarbear. Yeah. The Scarbear part came after I got this. And he points at the scar on his eye. Ramash, you, uh... Ramash, you probably don't remember me. I'm your uncle. 